The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Welcome to another Monday Night Master Debaters. Tonight, we have another great quorum of men here to discuss. Again, I got to really get... Ryan, we got to get some women on this show, man. It's a sausage fest every week. I am the worst at this. And I have I'll a list of ladies. I'll see. Yeah, I don't have let, too many lady followers. I got to so. step my, my uh, invite game up because this is poor. But... Not to discredit my guests at all, because two of my favorite people out there, Mr. Lehman Dollins of Lehman Dollins Art on Instagram. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, man. Hey, thanks for joining us, man. I appreciate it. And I think you're the first author on the podcast. So that's another notch in your belt. Uh, Mr. Kyle from Conspiracy in the Force. Well, yeah. Well, hey, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the, the invite. And, you know, if it if it makes it better, I could identify as a woman for the show if you want, <laughs> if that helps. It so, would. Please try to do what I can. OK, dude, we were just talking about that. And, and, and Ryan, I forgot to introduce you. I just you're you're an assumption now. Yeah, he's, no, a, sta- he's a staple. Of yeah. The show. So uh, Ryan and I were kind of talking about that beforehand, about how, you know, I was. I'm in corporate America and, and I left a big company for another company. And it was like, part of it is I just can't deal with this SJW stuff, you know, cause originally, you know, dealing in the corporate world, you have to deal with their, you know, the quote unquote corporate etiquette, right. Which is, you know, it's, it's so fake and, 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 you know, so just, I don't know, these people, a lot of these people are NPCs because their whole life revolves around that, that place. Um, but, you know, when they started asking me to put a pronoun in my uh, profile, I was like, no, I'm not doing, I'm not playing your games and I'm not recognizing anyone else, you know, that wants to be called something else. I mean, I'm not going out of my way. Now, if they wear a name tag, sure. I'll say, Hey, whatever you want to be called purple unicorn. I'm fine with that. I don't care. But don't don't force it on us and and it's funny how things have changed and you know like you said kyle tomorrow you could wake up and just decide you you want to be a woman and that's how everyone has to adjust to that 
And it's one thing, you know, you, you see a lot of, you know, the younger generation really latching onto that. But like, to your point, I've seen a lot of people that I've worked with for 5, 10, 15 years, you know, they're in their 40s, 50s, and they got it in their email signature now. I'm like, I'm like, okay, for one, your name is Karen. Okay, so I already, I already, I already know what you are, right? You, you don't have to give us any other identifiers. But also, it's just like, come on, come on. We, we, why? Yeah. It's, you know what's just, funny, it, dude? We we uh remember when I think it was a, a talk at the tavern that we all did, and Matt, you were there when that dude Shannon he introduced himself as Shannon, right? And we kind of chuckled at that. That's that dude's fucking name. Yeah. I mean, like it legitimately is. I thought he was disguising it. He's a buddy of mine now. We're actually working on a psyop uh, two part series together, and um and like I was like, dude, is that actually your name? And I felt really bad because like now there's like this this like adverse reaction to people saying like oh yeah my name's sheila or whatever you know what i mean and uh and dude i was like dude i am so sorry and he's like no man like i get that all the time because you know that's my actual name well yeah um, i knew him as bruce because he always goes by fake names on other things and so i thought he was just j- clowning said his name was shannon yeah one of my best friends growing up uh a kid i played ba- uh soccer with was named stacy he was a boy mm-hmm and uh, he dealt with that stuff all the time, but he was like, it's like, it doesn't bother me. It's, it's yeah, I'm, I'm kind of pissed. Like all of a sudden, like Kyle is also a female name. Have you guys been seeing that? Like Kyle is now, uh, well, on, I don't know, some TV shows and stuff that my wife watches. So with the, again, to your NPCs point, maybe that's, maybe that's what it is, but it, there are some celebrity females named Kyle and it's really, oh yeah, starting to, it's starting to bother me a little bit. It's weird, dude. I mean, my sister's name is Kyla, but. Yeah, no, I've never heard. Because the Kyla, there's the Kylie, right? So it's like you know, whenever somebody's making fun of me earlier in, in life, it's you get the oh Kylie, haha. It's it's really funny, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's still funny. I, it's I, I didn't cry. I didn't cry, guys. Seriously, it's fine. It's fine. It's I used good. to work in uh, corporate America as well, Matt. They come at me with the uh, pronoun. And uh, I found out real quick that motherfucker wasn't on the list. <laughs> <laughs> he and Haw, dude. He and Haw. Those are the pronouns. He well, that's ha. the funny thing. Like Kyle said, though, it's it's these older people that don't even know what it's about that are just doing it because it's it's the trend. And what I find funny is, you know, back in the 90s and or 80s and 90s, the whole thing was not to put people in boxes. Right. Yeah. Like the gays didn't want to be labeled and put in a box, you know, uh, certain groups. And, and now everybody wants to be not only in a box, they want to be in a, a small corner of that box with, you know, a flag waving that shows which corner they're in. And, and it's, whew, it's we'll take a Venn diagram and then make multiple Venn diagrams. And people want to be in as many of those Venn diagrams as they can. You know how Venn diagrams, they overlap. And it's like, yes, I am a male and this person's a female, but we're both gay. So that's one spot that we can <laughs> both fit in. And then we both uh, are gender fluid. So that's a separate diagram that I'm also in. Dude, I watched this really good um, documentary series and I've, I've been sick over the last couple of days. So I've been just kind of chilling and um, it's called Explained. I don't know if you guys have seen these. Explained. Have you seen that? No. Mm-mm. No. Um, so I watched one on political correctness and it's really unbiased. Um, I think they have them on Netflix. They have them on Amazon prime, um, but check it out. And it's um, one on political correctness. And I was expecting it to be super, super lefty. 
And um, it was pretty down the middle, dude. But like they they sit there and like the, the people from the left, they just want you to call them what they want to be called. Right. I see it as a problem. I see it as a mental disorder and I see it as a snowball effect. Um, they just don't see it that way, though. So to those people, what would you say? Yeah, because it's a power play, Ryan. You know, when it when it comes down to it, it's it's a power play on their part, and you know, not everyone wants to play that game. And and, and, you, and you can never you can never like um, align with it enough. No, right? Like you can even the people that are on board with it, right? Then you accidentally slip up and call a he, a she, or, or vice versa. Now you're ostracized. I mean, you could have done 99 out of 100 things correct. You could have had the you know, the flag in your bio, you could have had the black square back in 20, you could have done all the things, but yeah. you slip up one time and you're, you're just as bad as somebody like us who doesn't want to play ball at all. So, so, so to your point, Ryan, about the, you know, mental issues, like there are a lot of mental issues and depression and suicide and stuff because they're trying to adhere to these really, really strict cultural norms now. And a lot of times it's very difficult for them um, from, from, from many, from many ways. So it's like, you know, I always go with the whole, you know, mantra from that war games thing. It's like, you know, just the, the best way to win is not to play because sure. once, once you do either you're going to play too hard and get stressed out, or you're not going to play correctly. You're still going to get stressed out. Might as well just, just sit on the sidelines and just do your own thing. Well, yeah. And I think Matt kind of alluded to it. Were you going to say something, Lehman? No, I just, I do not fuck with those people whatsoever. Yeah. I don't I mean, give them an inch. Well, for sure. And I'm the same way. But you know how I like, you know, I try to really entertain the idea where like I'm wrong. Right. And, and we're wrong. I always try and entertain that anytime I'm looking at shit. And when you hear someone that seems pretty level headed, I encourage you guys to watch this explained series. It's really cool. Um, but when you have someone level headed and someone that's fairly successful, they don't seem ultra liberal. And they're sitting there saying like, hey, if someone wants to be called a certain thing. It's not hurting you. It's not hurting them. You don't have to refer to this entire group as a certain way. Just this person wants to be referred to in this certain way. It's tough to argue with. That's the only thing I would say. It's tough to be like, fuck that shit. You know what I mean? Because it's kind of like it's like, OK, they're not taking anything from you. They're not saying, hey, uh, call all kids that are men, girls or anything like that. So it's a tough thing, dude. And I think that whoever created this entire schism uh, really knew that it was going to be difficult for logical people that aren't just like trigger happy on like right or left. It's going to be really tough for people to be like, you know what? Uh, fuck that. You know what I mean? Now, this group here and people that listen, we go against everything that the media tries to push. So it's very easy for us to do. Um, but I just hate living in an echo chamber, even if it's something that I'm totally like rah, rah for. I try to I try to challenge that. Come live in Massachusetts, Ryan. Hey, I don't doubt it. It I is don't challenging it. as can be up here, especially now, because it 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 switched. You know, the 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 baton was passed really fast from one side up to the next. And I can't keep up with it, you know, between between I mean I laugh because there's a car in my parking lot. I'm I'm in a college town also out here, which makes it even worse. And she's got, uh, you know, free Palestine down with the establishment, Black Lives Matter, mm. uh, save the planet, climate change kills, uh, all this painted all around her, her car. And I'm like, I'm like, which one is it? Because right. all of those can't be 
Because if that's the case, we are done. I mean, civilization's just over, but it's not. It's only a couple of those, but how many of those are real? How many of those are media creations? And that's one of the things I'm starting to realize in some of the, you know, the uh, research that I'm doing on old stuff. You know, I'm talking early 20th century, 19th century stuff is the propaganda is unbelievable. And, and that's what you end up with for history. And it ends up being a story. And, and, and that's what we're dealing with right now is just constant bombardment with stories. Now, how many of them are based in fact? Very little. Because you notice it changes daily. The narrative is bouncing around from you know, one disaster to another to another, even within the same conflict. You're, you're getting all these different arenas so that you can't focus on one and and have a chance to focus on it, look into it, pull back the curtain and realize, OK, it is what it is. Now, so, now Matt, let me ask you this, like through all your like, you know, research on, on history and all this stuff that's happened, you know, many, many years and centuries ago. Do you feel the propaganda was just as bad as it is now? Because you hear a lot of people saying like, oh, my gosh, it's never been this bad before. But also a lot of people, you know, don't know history and don't study history. And as, as you know, and as we all know, a lot of these things are kind of cyclical in nature. So would you say the propaganda has always been this bad? Or do you feel like what's going on now is just kind of a entirely di different level just because of maybe the, the physical medium of it? I, I think the abundance of it now is obviously more than it's ever been because everybody has it in their hand all the time. But I think that's part of what you get with the controllers. Whoever's trying to retain power, they are going to give you a narrative to support their legitimacy and, and, and to back whatever, I don't know if you want to say agenda or whatever they're pushing. And, and, and that's what you find. I mean, I, I just did an episode uh, that I released uh, yesterday on how they erased uh, great Tartary from history, basically in Russia. And before that, I did one on how supposedly, if you looked in the newspapers from late 1800s through the early 1900s up to like 1919, there was a Holocaust in Russia. We never heard about that, you know, and, and so, but then you start looking into it, the numbers don't match. It, it, it was all a smokescreen. So what you see is this pattern of the, of these repeated uh, efforts to just mislead the public um, and, and, and just constant, it's constant deception. And, and I can't, you know, I can't put my finger on it as to, oh, is it one, you know, who are they that are doing it? I mean, this is, it's across the board. It's, it seems to be whoever is in control at the time. And, and it's kind of like goes with that Napoleon quote. Uh, you know, about writing history and history is, you know, it's basically an accepted and agreed upon story um, and usually written by the victors. Uh, this weekend, I, my wife and I took the Metro over to DC and we were at the Jefferson Memorial. And uh, even she said that the scale is off of that building. I'm, I walked away from there believing that the character that they have in there in the statue, Thomas Jefferson, he might have, I mean, he might have actually been uh, from Tartaria, 
for all I fucking know. Because the scale of that building is just so amazing compared to all the stuff that we build now. Now, which building is that, Lehman? Jefferson's Memorial. Okay. Yeah, it's on the tidal basin. It's uh, it's set yeah. us, uh, off to itself, and it it's unreal. Mm. Well, they say and the they, same about Lincoln Memorial, right? I've, right? I've heard stories that the Lincoln Memorial has been there before DC was even built, and that what they did is kind of what they've done on some of the like Egyptian. Uh, copies is just put a new statue in there right or and, then, and then ryan uh you've been covering uh, mentioning uh mary shelley and her husband lately i think that was uh, uh one of the more subtle forms of uh psyops back in the day you know literature Dude, oh, I didn't know yeah. about that at all until uh, until Ron Weed brought that up from Imaginarium of Thought. It's a really yeah. interesting little thing how this dude faked his death. You know what I mean? And and hide, what's his name? Percy Shelley. Yeah. Um, he he might have faked his death in a satanic looking little funeral. Uh, they burnt his effigy on the beach. Right. And then and then they might have just dipped out. So it's interesting. Um, but yeah, to to, you know, Kyle's question to, to Matt there, you know, I think that the reason that propaganda seems so intense right now, and again, I'm looking into PSYOPs big, there's a 250 page uh, military document that I'm going through kind of the same way you and I did with that NASA document that you showed me, Matt, um, going through the, how PSYOPs work. There's seven phases to a PSYOP and it's fucking deep. It's so crazy how, how PSYOPs work. And I think that the reason why PSYOPs are, or, or propaganda, I should say, is so prevalent today and it just seems like one after another after another is because we live in a globalized world right now. I mean, like back in the day, things were very localized. You didn't really get news from the other side of the world. It was all in your area. And sure, there was propaganda pushed, um, but it wasn't you, you weren't able to get news from Ukraine on Instagram. Right. I mean, it's uh, it's an interesting little thing. COVID no, but Ryan, we were given propaganda in different ways. Um, because I mean, and, and I, I put it up on uh, Instagram today as, as kind of a joke, but in the, in RT news today, they were talking about how, you know, Russian propaganda has been long in the United States. And you go back to like the Rocky movie, right? Rocky four, where he fights Drago. That's a total Russian hit piece, right? Because the Russian guy is all steroided up. He's on doing everything to cheat. You know, he's this big red, you know, giant monster of a man, whereas the Americans, this short little under, you know, under ex expected. And, you know, he has no uh, real modern technology to train with. You know, he's, he's hauling logs and all this splitting wood and all this shit. And it was total propaganda against the Russians. And and that was just, you know, one of many examples in the 80s as a kid. I mean, growing up, it was always, oh, the Russians are bad. Red you know, Dawn. The, yeah. I mean, the, I, I was around when they, you know, they had the, the hockey game of, of the Americans against the Russians. And I mean, Christ, for like a year, they were riding around on that cloud. And you'd be hearing people, yeah, we beat the commies. And it's like, what? It, it was a hockey game. But it was like we had won a war. And, and you know, so the, I think the it's one of those where they've been doing it forever. And it, it, like Lehman mentioned, 
I think literature prior to television, obviously, was a big one where and a lot of our history, if you think about it, is just giant propaganda. A lot of the books out there are just bullshit um, that are intentionally meant to deceive us or tell a little bit of truth, but make it seem fantastical so it's not believable. Dude, I have a little pin from the 80s, like a, a pin that you put in like a piece of clothing or a hat or whatever. And it says beat the pushins like the pussy Russians. It's <laughs> it's Uncle Sam. It's Uncle Sam kicking a bear in the ass. It's crazy. <laughs> and I found funny. this at a I found it at a thrift store, dude. 50 cents. <laughs> I scooped one of those up a while ago. But dude, it's crazy, man. Yeah, it's and it's interesting. And with Red Dawn, the original bad guy was supposed to be China. But Hollywood said, no, we can't do that. We'll do yeah. Russia. Yeah. And, Kyle, and, they always, and they always make America seem like the underdog, right? Like they're the, oh, they're they're the, they're the good guy. And you see that in all kinds of movies where like it, even Star Wars, like there's a rebellion, right? They're they're fighting against the fighting against the power and they always end up winning in the end, right? But like how often does that really does that really transpire in our world where like a rebellion take topples an empire and then you know treats that new power with noble respect and grace, right? You know, like that's always the uh the mindset we get, the, the sigh up we get in the movies of, hey, anybody can accomplish that. Anybody can can overthrow anything. You just got to give it a little oomph. If you're Rocky, you just got to train a little bit and just take a few more punches. And just as long as you got that American pride, like you you can accomplish anything. You know, it's it's kind of silly when you look back at it now. Well, isn't that the thing with Star Wars and all? The, like, I mean, you name a movie, dude, everyone loves the underdog. Like, that's the yeah. whole thing is that the underdog is supposed to be the one that rises up and wins. But that I mean, yeah, like you right. said it. Well, I mean, in, in Star Wars, they were I mean, they were basically the rebels are basically terrorists. I mean, they committed like a terrorist act. Right. On the, You know, like I, I, on I, what I love, side you're on. Yeah, I love the well, meme where it says, like, you know, farm boy radicalized by ancient cult to destroy the government. I mean, that's if you look at it from that angle, that's what it is. It's kind of hilarious. Well, and that's funny you mentioned that, because if you look back at the Civil War or any of the, of the battles that American troops had with natives, if the natives won, it was always labeled as a massacre. If the Americans won, it was always labeled as a battle. And I, I, I just started noticing that as I was, I was looking deeper into the Civil War and, and wars like that. And, and it's, it's, in Ryan's terms, fascinating because they keep using this, this word. It's word magic over and over to try and sway emotion. It's the same thing that they do today on the news, right? They use certain words, certain images to evoke an emotion out of you, whether it's related to the subject or not. Um, because if they just get that instant, you know, thought in your head, that's all they need. That's it. They, they've got it in there. And they, yeah, that picture is now ingrained in your minds and man, they do it with words. They do it with pictures. I, I think, it's a system that was set up to keep us down, period. Right. And, you, you know? and you know, it's, it's really hard to get through to people that have grown up their whole lives, like trusting the newspaper, right? Like my, uh, my mother-in-law, she's almost 80 years old and she's been reading the newspaper her whole life. And, you know, a, a, everything that she spits out is just, you know, what you would, what you would expect, right? It all comes from the Associated Press or whatever the, um, the, the thing is, but, you know, you, you can't, it's hard to tell somebody like that that there's another side of things going on because they'll 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 give you that classic well why would they why would they lie to you and you know it's um this is this this is the truth we need to do this we need to wear three masks today 
you know, it's just, it's just very, very difficult to, uh, to talk to people that have, have dealt with that their whole life. And, and, and maybe at a certain point, I don't know if the news was a little more truthful than, than it is now, I, but, but, you know, Matt, probably the more you look into it, it's probably not even, that's not even the case, but um, it's just really hard to, to get through to a certain generation about how there's a lot of things going on that they don't really um, understand because they're only seeing one side of it. Yeah, so there's this guy named Lex Luthor. Yes. Any of you guys see his Twitter? Yeah, Les Luthor. Yeah, Les Luthor, yeah. So uh, have you seen the, the video where it shows his plane ticket and him landing in Poland and traveling across Poland into Ukraine and how he's, he's there for several days as there's not shit happening? Like, there's sounds but there's not anything actually happening. And I have a friend that lives in Southern Ukraine and he said multiple times, there is not shit happening. Like they hear a lot of things, but they've never actually come across a building in the main part of town that's been bombed or anything like that. So, I mean, I don't believe a fucking word to say. Well, it's, cra- yeah, my- it's, it's crazy. Cause remember when it first started, I mean, there was a flurry of videos that were all, you know, quickly debunked for, for one reason or another. And I don't know about you guys, but I haven't seen anything other than just still images over the past few weeks. I haven't seen any, you know, in, in any other conflict throughout the world, you've seen some kind of action of something happening. I haven't seen I haven't seen a lick of any action. And, and not that I really want to not. I'm not like trying to be like a warmonger, but you know what I mean? Like like you normally see some moving footage of actual real events happening you know even if it's something like the iraq war which is what was garbage as well but like you saw things going on like it's to to your point it's all just it's all garbage well and a lot of the reason why you're not seeing any footage and i'm watching uh i i highly recommend anyone that is interested in this go watch uh ryan christian at the last american vagabond uh I just before this podcast, I, I listened to three hours of him going over this. And it's I mean, one of the things that he's showing and he's showing videos from the grounds. Now, again, what can you believe? None of it. Right. You can't believe any of it because it's it, it could be propaganda from either side. But what you're seeing and he's he's a very Twitter based Um, But he also uses multiple news sources. And what he's showing is that basically what it is, is the Ukrainian, the Azovs, right? The Nazis who are literal Nazis. They're descendants of the German Nazis. Okay. These people are no joke. This is legit. They, and that's what Russia is fighting. They're in there to supposedly fight the Nazis and they want, and, and what they've done now is they've holed up in Maripol. Well, most people tried to escape. Well, a lot of the times, and and there's people talking about it that did escape, they were shot at by Ukrainian troops. You're not going to see that on the news. They're not going to show you that on the news. There are multiple videos of that. There are multiple videos of these Ukrainian uh, folks saying that these scum that take food from the Russians should die and they'll be dealt with later. Um, I mean, these, it's, it's not what we're being told on the news guys. I mean, there's videos of these people swearing against, and again, it could be all propaganda, 
right? It could be all Russian propaganda, but it's these people that are saying that these, these people are shooting. They, they made us sit in our basements, not because we were scared of the Russians, because if we tried to leave, we were going to be shot at. They would drive by our house and shoot at our house just as warning signs. They said when we're waiting in line for bread, they would come in into the lines, you know, drunk and just start harassing us, knocking people over, causing a scene and making us chant like, you know, the, the great empire has arrived or some stupid words. So, well, you know, Matt, looking into um, into psyops like briefly for like the last couple of days, dude, I will say that, you know, I don't feel like the, the Russians or Putin are fighting Nazis or the Assovs, right? I think that this is a big psyop, dude, and in, in one more than one way, because you have half the country that has been pumped full of fear of the Russians since, I mean, Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump in 2016. Right. Um, that side that wants uh, that wants um, Russia just gone. You don't need to do any work on them. If Putin does anything, it's wrong. Now, how do you kind of get the other side to not agree that Putin invading a much smaller country is bad? You show proof that there's Nazis there, right? You show the black sun on their little crest and you show all the, the weird shit. Um, now, I'm not saying that they're not there, but it's like, dude, who cares either way? You know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it's just a perfectly divided way to look at this whole thing. Um, you get the you get the people that support Trump more so or you, they support freedom. And they hate the, the United States government. And they're they're probably really realistically, they're siding with Putin right now. You know what I mean? Which is crazy. Um, but it's also really crazy to side with Ukraine, dude, because like no one, half the people in this country can't even point to Ukraine on a map, dude. Nope. And they're still they're still sitting there saying, you know, we need to stick up for this little yeah, country. But Ryan, the problem is, is that these the, the Azovs are bombing donbass right and 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 they're they're shelling and 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 one of the videos that he even showed that they're writing on the bombs like again it could be a psyop you know for the kids this is all for the kids and sure. they're sending them at the schools like i mean and th this is in the news on both sides right this is yeah. legitimate stories where this is supposedly happening that these and and so i I don't know. I, I, I think something's happening over there. But like you said, this is a huge psyop and it's a bigger push for something else. Well, yeah, so, and it's a psyop on two levels. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Lehman. No, I was going to point to your uh, post earlier that uh, if that's if that's true, that they have rolled out the social credit score and all that. And they're yeah. the, the first Western domino to fall, then. Where what does that look like five years from now? Mm. Yeah, well, you know, the guy that pointed it out is is a socialist, hardcore socialist. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. his side is wild, his side is fucking crazy. So um, and who knows if it's even true? You know, there is that that site Dia, but I mean, dude, they don't even have any way that you can translate it to English that I found. Um, and as I mentioned in my rant, it's all white people on the Ukrainian website. It's not very diverse. So I had a problem with that. Um, but, you know, uh, it, it's crazy, dude. You know, it, it's so hard to actually know what the real fucking deal is, dude. And, and I don't consider myself dumb. You know, I kind of play it off like I fuck around and I goof off. But I mean, if I'm if I'm going to like actually say something, I'll make it clear that I don't know what's going on or I'll like kind of make an opinion on that. I've kind of learned over the like two years that I've been podcasting um, while things are unfolding. Don't plant your flag in the ground and be like, I am on this side. You know what I mean? 
Um, because even if you're right, you what the fuck are you getting out of it? You know what I mean? Um, yeah, man. I the, the social credit score stuff's scary. It's very scary, but we don't know, dude. We don't know what's going on. But yeah, that guy's website, dude. I don't know if you guys check that site out. And that's a scary thought, man. Just this whole idea of the social credit score, because after what you saw in Canada, how they can just shut down your bank account. Now think about if they have all your information in one little area, how easy it is to flip that switch off and say, well, you can't participate for 10 days. Now, what do you do? Dude, I've said it before, I think on here, Matt, um, watch the episode and I'll even find out which episode it is of Black Mirror. Watch the episode with the redhead and when she's getting screwed over by the social credit score. I'll, I'll make sure that I find that episode and exactly which one it is. I think it's called like Nosedive, possibly. Oh, um, yeah. The Black Mirror episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they, and they got, that, they got that running meter and it, it, hers just keeps going down and down and down until she can't like she can't get transportation. She can't go to parties like as soon as people see here, they just like recoil yeah. in fear. Yeah. It's 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 a really really well done episode. But you know, what I really liked Ryan about the end of that episode was that um, I think it ended up she got thrown in jail or something, right next to somebody else who had the same. Um, you know, they basically had zero credit score. They're just laughing and having a good time because like yeah. that's the people they wanted to hang out with, anyways. They 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 realized that being in that world, like it really did nothing for them. You know, yeah. because all those people were probably so stressed out about like we talked about, you know, the, the pronouns and the gender confusion, like people are trying to um, play ball with the system and it's exhausting. And they're like, well, now we're in this jail. We can say whatever we want. They're just like yelling cuss words back at each other. Right. Just cause like we, now we can do whatever we want. Who, who cares? There's no rules anymore. Um, you know, so it, it, it was a while. That was a really, uh, really well done episode. I thought it, it is one of the better ones. It's kind of cringy when you're watching throughout. Cause it's like mostly female shit and it's very, you know posh and everything's like yeah you know, they're taking pictures of delicate foods and like her fake laugh and you know it's kind of like that whole thing where you know you want to keep like the government wants to keep people just poor enough because if they take everything away then they're like fuck it let's go you know what i mean so if they keep people like you know on a scale of one to ten if they keep them at a one or a two they're like well maybe i can get to that three or four level or five and then five or six and then i can climb up they're at zero and there's no hope of getting up. Then they're like, all right, let's burn this down. So everyone's back at zero. You know what I mean? So it is, there's so many great metaphors in that movie. I think it's called nosedive. Um, so it's it called nosedive. Yeah. yeah I mm-hmm. just looked it up, Ryan. It's nosedive. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Best, best one. In my opinion, that and the video game one are great. Yeah. The video um, game one's really good. Bandersnatch. <laughs> Bandersnatch is interesting. Yeah. That's where you get to choose your destiny. Yeah. That one's kind of fun. Like, but like the credit score thing, it's like, they're kind of, slowly rolling these out in like in like different little environments and kind of seeing how it works right and just kind of going back to the drawing board just like probably with like 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 the covid stuff too like right it kind of has gone away but are they just going back to the drawing board and figuring out a better way to to run this this program like like you said we saw with what was happening in in canada you know and ryan we had talked last year about some of the stuff that you know that the irs was rolling out about you know like trying to find ways to give people money just directly every month into their bank account for certain like tax credits and things like that. And, you know, using facial recognition and all this kind of stuff. So they try, it's like, they're trying all these little programs to kind of see what, what works. And, you know, one day is boom, are they just going to kind of have this stuff figured out or is it it just kind of like just slow, you know, just like that whole revelation of the method, right? Just kind of slowly introduce these, these ideas, 
and slowly change the marketing around them because what they really need to do, like, I mean, like to the untrained eye, if you go to like the World Economic Forum website, it looks great. It looks like these people are trying to trying to help out. If, if you if you don't know anything about all the devious stuff behind the scenes, it's like, hey, there's this organization and people are trying to figure out sustainable growth and food and water and all this stuff. Like, sounds awesome. So it's like, I think for the social credit score, they need to find a way to rebrand that so that people don't necessarily catch on to, to what's going on. And it's a lot harder to call out even though we really know what's going on behind the scenes, because it, 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 it sounds, it sounds great. They'll probably say like, you know, if you don't like this, you're racist, they can probably do something as easy as that, but I'm sure there's other, other ways and means they can kind of roll that out too. The problem is Kyle, so many people want daddy just to support them. And they just want that safety blanket to know that daddy's going to take care of them and they're willing to do whatever they need to do to get that support. And, and that's why, I mean, I saw Jack uh, from, conspiracy or just a coincidence put a post up about uh you know voting and and why do people that pay taxes get the same vote as those who don't pay taxes that's you know because those who don't pay taxes that are dependent on the system are not going to vote against the system because the system is taking care of them so that that is an automatic you know built-in vote for them right away and just to show how, you know, one of the many ways the system is not evenly distributed. Um, but That's a crazy I, gray area, too, because taxes aren't even like a, a constitutional thing, but voting is right. So it's yeah. a real gray area thing. Yeah. But how many people don't have to pay? You know, if you have a job, you have to pay taxes. Right. Sure. I mean, and that's right. that's the backwards part about most people that don't pay taxes don't have a job. And it's like, oh, OK. And you know, obviously you did, then you get into seniors also, but that's a whole different category. But for the most part, those, you know, you, you, you're invested into the system, but your vote doesn't mean it is not equally distributed. I guess I'm far more cynical than you three. I feel as though that these motherfuckers have all this shit worked out and that they, they know every step that they're supposed to take. They know what data points they need to hit in order to go to the next step of uh, the rollout. I think that, the, um, you know, throughout the, the, the SARS, the Ebola outbreaks, the um, encephalitis outbreak that happened in Brazil, uh, COVID, they've collected all this data, this whole time they are well aware of uh, how we act and what we're going to do and they know exactly when the like the second that COVID ended boom cue the war right and it also coincides with the um, the season of sacrifice right which runs from the vernal equinox to May 5th during this time is usually when they want to you know, kill a bunch of people for whatever reason, whether it be that's when their God prefers the blood or whatever, uh, the first fruits, right? Well, uh, and Lehman, and, and you look at the last 20 years, there have been a lot of events that happened in that in that time, time frame. You know, you look at like Boston uh, Marathon bombing, you look at uh, Oklahoma City, you look at Columbine, there's all of these things that fall right around in between that window that you're talking about. Well, dude, COVID, yeah. COVID started March 20, March 15th here, right? Yeah. 
Um, I think if you go back and look at the War of 1812, even as far back as, you know, even further back, you know, ever since the, the, who knows how fucking long this shit's been going on. The fact of the matter is we find ourselves balls deep in it right now. Yep. Well, and it's, oh, go ahead. And I'm just like, okay, so what makes us think that, uh, given the fact that, uh, you know, everybody around us has, uh, you know, either gotten jabbed or wears a, yeah, jabbed and masked and walks around in sunshine in a field with a fucking mask on, what gives us any hope (laughs) we're going to push this back? I like swimming with my mask on. That's yeah. sweet. <laughs> cute, right? I like making love with my mask on. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a whole new safety. genre now, man. <laughs> that well, used to be a fetish, and now it's like it's oh. like mainstream. They need to make the little N95s with a zipper over the mouth too, like just for the for the domination. And a ball people. gag on the inside, dude. Um that that episode that kyle was referencing that him and i did i think it was last year um we were kind of joking around a lot in that talking about robots and shit you know like obviously part of it was pretty serious because we're talking about like how the irs is trying to tax uh based off your kids right and shit like it was just a it was a a pretty dark shit but then it gets funny when you start talking about robots it's two grown-ass men talking about robots and it gets to be like dude this is goofy but then you start seeing this Elon Musk motherfucker who is talking about how bad AI is. And then he's the one building it. And there's something really deep, I think, with the whole thing of him, like trying to fucking wrestle Vladimir Putin. Like, what, what are we talking about here? Did dude? you did you have you guys seen the Boston? Uh, the is it Sam Adams Boston Dynamics commercial? Oh, you want to talk a, about what a dis- crossover. You want to talk about disturbing. It's like the, the the AI dogs and stuff and they're they're at a yeah. keg party. Dude, they they try to they humanize these things and make them seem like they're the most peaceful things ever. They just <sighs> want to party and have fun with you. Oh, sure. Like yeah, what? Yeah, I mean, no, no, no. No. <laughs> no the, but, but, but they've been I mean, they've been rolling out that psyop since, you know, Star Wars and sci-fi back in the day. I mean, our, you know, R2D2, he saved their ass a million times. So they're like, well, if you think about it, like, well, if we didn't have these robots, we wouldn't have survived. You know, like, thank God we had them. Otherwise, we would have been, we would have been dust at this point. Um, but Lehman, to your point about, you know, this, this time frame, I was just looking this up. I didn't realize. So tomorrow is March 22nd. Um, the Georgia Guidestones were erected. 322. Yeah. Yeah. 322, right? It's Skull, Skull and Bones, Bones Day. Two. Right. So 1980, that's uh, tomorrow's the anniversary of the, the Georgia Guidestones. So crazy, crazy. What is that, 30 years? Uh, that's 30? like 40, gosh, 40, Something 42 years. years. 42. Yeah. So huh. does it say when it's going, they're just supposed to open up the time capsule and release the plague onto the earth or whatever the fuck it is that's in there? I don't know what I'm talking about. years. If I was going to guess, I would say 45 years. Like not to well, 47 be- is the answer to most everything. So y'all know about that? Like is that, that from 40, the from that movie? Forty-seven is some magical number in the realm, and now that I mention it to you three, you'll fucking see it everywhere. Forty-seven. <laughs> okay. So, like for example, one of the biggest moments in my life was when the uh, plane uh, in DC crashed into the frozen water 
and people died. And then it was the first time when, as a kid back in Texas, I realized that human beings could die. I was like seven years old. And then many, many years later, I fucking live on the river, like two miles away from the place that the plane went in. And so I thought, well, there's probably some number magic written in there. Well, it was like, I think it was Friday the 13th and the inversion of 47, 74 passengers died. And now that I mention it to you, you'll see 47, 74 and all kinds of fucking crazy ways, shapes and forms. You want to know what road I live on, Lehman? (laughs) Let's hear 47. There we go. Well, so, 11 is also an iteration of that too, right? So, I mean, yes, 11, 11 yes. and all that shit. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll keep an eye so on I don't, I don't know how far into the woo you guys go, but um, the people that are uh, pulling this bullshit on us on a daily basis, they're deep into the woo mm-hmm. and they, they want you to not be into it. So now, hey, do you think that you see things more because now, like now, because you brought it up, now we're going to notice 47. But is that 47 always there and we just don't notice it? Or because now we're aware of it, it's going to show up more often? Um, the 47 is just, it's written into the fabric, almost like uh, that uh, guy, uh, Professor Gates, who when he was looking at uh, radiation noise coming back from space. He was uh, breaking it down into mathematical equations and realized that he was getting browser error codes showing up in the noise coming from outer space, allegedly. And uh, so it, it's like that. It's, it's written into the fabric of things. And just because I brought it to your awareness, it's kind of like, you buy a Toyota red Toyota Corolla, you'll fucking see it everywhere. You know, now that you're aware of it, you will see it everywhere. Mm. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I think it's the former of what you said, Matt. I think that it's always there, um, but you just start, start to pick up on things, especially I think if someone tells you that you're going to notice it more, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you'll yeah. probably definitely notice it more. And then there's nothing wrong with that. Lehman. I just think that, if someone points out like, Hey, pay attention to this, you know, like that game slug bug. It seemed yeah. like every other damn car on the road was a slug bug. If you're playing with somebody bigger than you, but then like, if it was someone smaller than you, there was never any damn Volkswagens around, you know what I mean? So it's like, it, it's just one of those things I think where you, you look for what you, you find what you're looking for basically. Yeah. Cause it's funny. You said that Lehman though, cause with 47, cause there was a certain female podcaster that was out there that was pushing 47 for a while and claimed it was her number or whatever and you know everyone then was like oh my god it's my number two and you know show me pictures of when you see it and all this shit and it's like and then because they were mentioning it i started seeing it more around here and then i realized oh it's like oh wow it's right out the window there you go i'm interested to know who this female podcaster is that's funny dude while while uh well, we're just kind of sitting here fascinating right the the word you know what the original meaning was pretty interesting here i'll show you so it's a uh, evil spell supposedly is what fascinate meant fascinate comes from the latin word evil spell and it originally meant bewitched or spellbound um were you casting a spell every time you say it 
I don't know, dude. Maybe I'm a Freemason. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm <laughs> engaging in some dark magic. But terrific is another one of these words. Um, the meaning used to be uh, excited, fear, or awe. And now it means swell. Um, but yeah, dude, I was just reading this whole thing where, okay, so when it first, when Fascinate was first defined in the English dictionary, in Robert Caudry's 1604, a table alphabetical, which is the original dictionary, um, it was meant to bewitch or disfigure with enchantment. That's kind of crazy. And now it means like very, very captivating. So, um, yeah, dude, it's just it feeds into that whole word magic thing, right? It's real. I, you know, it, 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 you may not believe in it, people, but it is real. There is power in words. There is power in symbols. There is power in numbers. Words and numbers are just symbols. So, yeah, it's a different game they play. And if you can act like it doesn't exist, but it exists. I think it's nuts, dude. A lot of people in this community use it, including me. I mean, sometimes I'll say it 30 times in a damn episode. Um. Especially well, but when I'm just look at numbers and stuff in general, Ryan, like a lot of these companies, these big, big companies are started on significant days, you know, whether oh, it's sure. astrologically, whether it's, you know, numerically, it's it's all none of this stuff is by happenstance or coincidence, so to speak. Of course. I mean, yeah, it doesn't seem like it. Yeah. The, the infamous one is Facebook. Um, I mean, Dude, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow, though, with the Skull and Bones Day. That will be kind of, I'm sure nothing now that we're thinking about it. But you know, who knows? Dude. Yeah, a giant. It is. Uh, it'll be. It'll be, be some significant... famous celebrity sacrifice. You know, we'll lose a Maybe. rapper or you know something like that. You know, uh, so so today tomorrow being three twenty two twenty two. You add those up, you get forty seven. So. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's it, it's happening. It's it, guys. It's happening. It's happening. Oh, so <laughs> if you take twenty, if you take twenty-two plus twenty-one, that's... twenty-two plus twenty-two plus twenty. If tomorrow, so three twenty-two twenty-two. So yeah. forty-seven. Add those all together. Plus three. Yeah, forty-seven. Wow. Mm-hmm. There you all go. Right. For you, for your. Uh... For your prize, Kyle, you will have a serious bout of sleep paralysis tonight with a hag <laughs> dick riding you like you've never been rode before. Dude, that's a fucking synchronicity and a half, though, man. That's pretty wild. And this is going to come out that day, I'm assuming, too, Matt. So, shit. Yep, it'll be out no... tomorrow on 322 Skull and Bones Day. That's that's going to be the title of this one. Should we say that's fascinating because I uh, may uh, <laughs> fucking captivate some people with evil. Terrific, be, terrific, terrific, terrific. We just terrific. bewildered the whole audience. <laughs> you are now cast under Ryan's spell. Yeah, dude, that's a good, uh, good find, Kyle. Huh. Now, what's that? What's the basis of that, Kyle? Like, when was it? Does it say when it was changed? What's that? <clears throat> like, the, or, or the, Ryan, those words that you were talking about, just say when it was changed. Oh, uh, in 1604, I just closed it out, but I can find 1604, it again. 1604, okay. So that's... Well, 1604 was the first, like, dictionary. It was the the alphabetical. Yeah. Um, I'll pull it back up here. Um, fascinating word history. Uh, yeah, dude, it's... um, I'm sure it's just changed over time. They kind of said that it, it, it gradually changed over time. 
and uh it, it started off obviously one way and then slowly changed sorry i can't type and talk at the same yeah, that's, time well that's what they do right that's that it's the double meaning um the, the as above so below right the duality of everything everything in this plane seems to be have duality to it yeah definitely do okay so the etymology too this is a different site yeah so bewitching charming uh 1640s uh is when i guess that was the the way that it was viewed um 1640s yeah, yeah, so what was going on then? I mean, this is before the United States was a thing. Uh, 1590s, bewitch, enchant, from French, fastener, uh, from Latin, fashion. <laughs> Hold on, bear with me here. Fa- fascinatus, fascinatus. That's a better one, dude. I'm going to start saying there that. There you go. That's fascinatus. Um, past part, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So bewitch, enchant, fascinate. Uh, charm, enchantment, spell, witchcraft. Yeah, dude. Um, it sounds slander. like it's, it's from the same root as fascia, which is that thing that's underneath uh, Abraham's uh, bundle hands. of sticks. Yeah, which is a symbol for I don't know fascist empire. <laughs> yeah, no, it's well, a so Roman they, symbol. They also have a Greek version of it, so uh, the Latin one, and then they have a Greek one um bascamos bascanos sorry um slander envy malice and then later was witchcraft sorcery uh influenced by latin fari which is to speak um yeah yeah greek so another another word that it could have came from from greek is uh faskin spelled with a ph sounds like foreskin um, yeah faskin uh, which is to say, um, or the fast, the fast, the fast <laughs> yeah. Fosky, yeah, that's how Anthony Fauci you sound foreskin. like Ron trying to say foreskin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's also the German Beskatrin, uh, Besprechen. dude. I, I'm bad at pronouncing words. Besprechen is to charm. We need to get um, you hooked on phonics, brother. Yeah, I need something, dude. Um, you, yeah, dude, it's just an interesting thing. You want to hear about so I, as Ryan, as you were talking about this, I was looking up some old dictionary stuff. Um, I found this uh, article about words that were deleted from the dictionary that we no longer use anymore. And they're mm. just really ab- absurd. But this is the first one that shows up in this list. It's called sn- Snally Gaster. Ooh, that's S- a good name for a vagina. S- <laughs> uh, well, yeah, especially when you hear what, what, it, what, it, what it is. Oh, S-N-A-L-L-Y-G-A-S-T-E-R. It's a reptilian beast, a German, a German word for a reptilian beast that hunts kids and, and farm animals. Ooh, boy. So, wow. Attack that's of a, the Snallygasters. The Snallygasters. called DC, the home of the Snallygasters. Right, right. Yeah, that's what it also says. It says it's also a good name for a politician. So, uh, <laughs> very, very interesting that, that, that they uh, bring. And this is Reader's Digest. That's crazy that that's the first thing well, they, see, they bring Kyle, up, reptilian politicians. And like you mentioned before, though, with, with Grandma, right? You go back pre-World War II. And newspapers were pretty legitimate. I mean, they 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 gave the the politicians a run for their money, man. They held them to stuff. There were stories published, uh, you know, that you would consider almost like National Enquirer esque, 
that they would put in there. Um, you know, so, and, and as I get back into like the 1800s, the newspapers just get more and more wild. I mean, the stories are all over the place at times you look at some of these stories, you're like, was this written by AI? Because it doesn't seem like it could be written by a real person because it doesn't really make sense. The story's kind of all over the place. There's no point to it. It's almost like they needed something to fill that space of that newspaper. Right. And, and there's no way to fact check it, right? There, there's, no, there's no sources you can go to. There's not enough books you can read to, to find out that answer or even have a forum to combat that. Right. Well, and the problem is, Kyle, when you do find multiple sources, one of the things uh, that I found is that there's a lot the historians that I respect the most are the guys who say, listen, when you get into this and I was doing uh, doing some research on the Mongols and th this guy comes out and he goes, basically, there is deliberate propaganda that's written about them. He goes the two and a half centuries they were in charge. He goes, it is fuzzy fabrication. He goes basically you can't believe any of the events you were told. And it's like, okay, that's, you know, at least I can trust what you're saying. Cause you're actually going against and just not spitting out the same shit that everybody else does. Because I think that's where we are. You know, we've, they, they've narrowed down your options and, and censored things, whether intentionally or unintentionally over time to the point where you're only getting a certain point of the story. And, and, you know, you mentioned Jack earlier, you know, we, me and him were talking the other day and I, I, he brought up the stat. I don't remember the exact number, but, you know, what the percentage of schools that actually even still teach history, you know, as, as a, as a prerequisite, you know, it's like 30 or 40 percent. But even but even that, you know, to your point, even that what those kids are learning probably is still has such a fabrication. to it. So even if you're actually learning about history, you're only learning like little, little pieces of it. Like I was talking to my friend. He's like, yeah, my my son was learning about rock and roll history in school like okay what? i mean that's kind of, that's kind of i mean this kid's 12 years old like what is he talking about like like the hippie movement in the 60s and stuff like i mean okay cool i i guess but like you know as we know that there's a big sigh behind that as well so it's like just the history of music i mean i i'm i'm a music lover just like everybody else i mean it's pretty cool but but you, all the things that you would want to learn a uh, history of i would say probably world events political events uh, religious events, you know, anything besides, you know, the music of the, the 60s and 70s or something. <laughs> I would say just as a as a, uh, you know, devil's advocate, it's probably one of the things that they throw in there to make the the education fun. Right. True. I would hope. True. I would yeah. hope okay. to God that they're I not spending that. like a semester learning about rock, rock and roll from the 60s, because if that's the case, <laughs> that's that's tragic. You know what I mean? Um, cause they're probably, you know, not even getting the real story about that, but hopefully that was just like a two or three day segment, dude. That's well, crazy. And, and what they're doing too, is they're narrowing the timeline, right? If, if they only teach kids stuff that happened in the 20th century, they're never going to know what happened in the, in, in the 19th, 18th, you know, in history, they may get a, a real quick overview in other classes, but if they're going to if they're going to focus and that's what they've done. And I noticed it with my son, too, because there's a lot of stuff they don't teach anymore. Um, and he's only in third grade. But still, at this point, there's certain things that, you know, we were indoctrinated with that they're not hitting them with now, but they're hitting them with other stuff. But one of the major things I'm noticing is they don't teach the kids cursive anymore or how to read cursive, which is even scarier, because what are a lot of the old legal documents written on? 
You know, True. it's all cursive. True. And a lot of it's written in Latin too, which screws all of us. Mm. And one of the reasons why they did it. But the fact that these kids can't read cursive or write in cursive is, is going to change things down the road. Well, dude, and people are becoming really used to like Google Translate. Google Translate is so useful. But dude, if that ever goes away, um, all these Latin documents are lost, man. You know what I mean? And when did they change uh, history over to social studies? When did they do that? Right. 80s or 70s? Because I, I know when I was a kid. It was I, social I, studies. Yeah. <clears throat> when I was a kid. Yeah, it was social studies. But like I, I went through school in the later 90s. And then the, the double aughts, right? I mean, that's when I graduated 2009. It was always called uh, social studies, like in elementary school, middle school. I had uh, I had a government class, but that was an elective, which I think that that should be mandatory. I think that you should absolutely know how the government works. And then we had world government, which is, was another elective. Um, history was, was uh, eighth or no, history was ninth grade social studies, so to speak. But yeah, when did they change that? I mean, like, Matt, when did you graduate? And, and like, and then Lehman, I don't know if you guys had history or social studies. See, we had both. I graduated in the late 90s. I was 97. So okay. uh, we had we had both. We had uh, social studies and history. Um, but history was more like specific things. Like when we got to junior year, it was American history. Um, and that was a combo of hit of the history side and our English class. Like they can they taught together. It was mm. real weird, but, uh, for the most part, we had history up until senior year and then you could do electives and stuff, but we had both. I graduated in 94 and you fuckers got off easy. <laughs> I had ethics. I had history <laughs> and I had social studies and like, I, you know, at this point, I'm like disheartened about everything they taught me in the the history uh, classes because I don't fucking believe any of it anymore. Mm. Like sometimes I look at Jimmy Carter and I think that motherfucker's being played by John Kennedy. You know what I'm saying? I don't believe a fucking thing they say. And so the only thing I can really go with these days is just what I experience in my day to day. You know, the, they've gotten me to that point where I, I don't want to hear what they have to say nine out of 10 times. Uh, if somebody tells me something about Ukraine and I'm like, what is it doing to me right here, right now? You know? Yeah. Um, dude. You know, it's so weird that you say that, too. I, I heard this thing from a Yale study and I caught myself um, really being absorbed into this whole propaganda thing and like the whole idea that you know people like us tend to not trust these massive universities like yale right we call them indoctrination centers as a whole i'm not trying to paint with too widely of a brush um, but usually if a yale study comes out saying like covid19 uh has variants we'll be like oh that's fucking bullshit you know what i mean but this one came out and it said that uh liberals or democrats tend to talk to black people with different vocabulary and they dumb their vocabulary down and conservatives or Republicans talk to them the exact same way as they would their white friends. And I thought that right in my head, I was like, well, yeah, of course. And I was like, I, I fully hopped on board with that idea because I, I tend to actually think that most liberals are racist. That's just like a predisposition that I have. Yeah, and so when I heard, aren't? no, 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 no. I, well, I think that 
the educated liberals are absolutely uh i mean dude you look at these people yeah i think that if you take 10 liberals and you take 10 conservatives i would say that the 10 liberals are you're going to find more racists in there oh that's my well it depends though because i see where i am i'm in, in in a very interesting place because we have very rural farmland and 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 a farmer uh, farming town and then university of massachusetts and those two worlds collide right and it's mm-hmm. interesting because you're right on the liberal side the the college side it's yeah it's they don't know how to deal with it you know uh and then but then on the other side you have the same thing though you you, you know it's just from a different perspective these well, yeah, and I remember, remember Malcolm X had a great quote back in the day. Oh, yeah. He's like, you know, the, the person you need to be scared of is like, the, for a black person, you need to be scared of the white liberal because they'll they'll act like they're your friend. Whereas, you know, some of the conservatives, yeah, I agree. There are some. He's, he's like the ones that are racist, like will we'll be pretty straightforward to you about yes. that. You and know, there will be no delineation. So I think that's the to, to Ryan, to your point, it's like they, they dumb it down. They try to they try to act like they're trying to be nice and friendly, but it, but it's it's also racist. That was the point of that study. And, and it's it's interesting is like, you know, the, the whole idea of like, uh, yeah, we need to not allow voter ID because most minorities can't get ID cards. Meanwhile, you'll talk to like Mexicans or black people or I mean, name a minority. Yeah, they have fucking IDs, dude. I mean, they'll look at you like you're crazy. Hey, do you have an ID? If they're like a 30, 40 year old woman, they'll be like, what? Or, or a 30, 40 year old man. They'll be like, yeah, of course I do. Everyone does. Um. But that's the point is that the liberals will come at you from a very nice way and say, hey, uh, you know, I know you need help. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, Sorry about that. I had these new lights put up on my uh, thing and they're just not anymore. They're like yeah. they're sticky stick lights. <clears throat> I was trying to mess with my green screen. But yeah, dude, the liberals will come at you from a really sneaky way and just like try and, and um, you know, make it seem like they're trying to help you. Words you don't want to hear. I'm here to help. Right. I guess, dude. Not from the government, politician, for sure. at least. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, it's scary. But no, I'm with Crazy. you though. I, I understand what you're saying fun. because you see it here. Even though the liberals are like they stand on the street corner out here with Black Lives Matter signs and all that, and you look at these people and you're like, how many black people have you had over your house for dinner? And, oh, and yeah, I guarantee dude. you, add up all. 15 of them that are out there and you can count it on one hand at best. So, and it's sad, dude. It's, it's just like, yeah, I, I, to your point though, Matt, I think that both sides of the aisle uh, use the minorities in their favor. Right. Oh, without so. a doubt. And that's why I don't, I don't like to, to say, Oh, it's just the liberals or, Oh, it's just, because it's, it's on both sides. You know, it's this, For sure. we, just, we just divided them into two colors, you know, it's red and, and red and blue, but they have the same problems on both sides. It's just the different extremes and different areas they go at. So, yeah. Do you see what I'm saying, though, where like oh, I, I, I felt like I totally was on board with that Yale study. And then I was like, wait, that's Yale. If they were saying something that I slightly disagreed with, I'd be like, fuck Yale. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, no, yeah. But then again, like you said, you have to always go against yourself too, and assume that I'm wrong. Right. And if you go in saying, exactly. oh, well, maybe I'm wrong here, then you can kind of look at it with with a clear vision. And, you know, because a lot of times and and I said this in in my last episode, a lot of times we go after something and are looking for a specific answer. Right. And we'll keep confirmation bias. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Until and and you got to realize that at some point, hey, it is what it is. And you have to accept that 
and just move on because you're right. going to drive yourself insane trying to just prove your point over and over. Like you said, Kyle, in confirmation bias and, and too many people get wrapped up in that shit. And especially in, in what we do. Mm-hmm. I, I was like that when I really, really was heavy into, you know, supporting Trump, like anytime a negative article would come up, I'm like, I'm like, that's obviously not true. Let me go look up. Let me just go make myself feel better and read nine articles that say that, that, that he's good and he's doing this and all these other things he's doing. But at the same time, he's like, well, maybe, maybe the simple answer is maybe he's a scumbag, like all politicians, you know, why am I, why am I trying to say like all, all billionaires are scumbags, except this one, except yeah. this one, this is, this is the good one, him and Elon Musk, he's, that's another good one. Like you pick two or three of these billionaires. These are very nice um, people that care about everybody, but it's like, but it's like you, you, you back yourself into a corner because you want to, you're, you're never going to come to the true answer. You're just going to kind of try to you know, dig and dig and dig until you find that one article that says, oh, okay, that was that that, that wasn't true. So, okay, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm good. My my thought process is confirmed, you know, so. So the, the thinking, uh, speaking about rabbit holes and confirmation bias, have you ever noticed that they just keep going and going and going? There's no fucking bottom. You just keep digging and digging and digging. It's fucking endless. How is that? How the fuck is that? I think it's because it leads to a single thing that we'll just never know, right? Like the people that really control all this shit. um, When we say they, we don't really know who they is. And I think that that is the ultimate conspiracy is that chemtrails, 9-11, COVID, Ukraine, and name, name a conspiracy. It all leads back to a single source. And, and we'll never know what that top source is. The top of the pyramid that's disconnected. That's the turd in my logo. We'll never know what that is. So I've been listening to you guys uh, now. And all of you are brilliant in your own unique ways, right? Thank you. Why, why haven't y'all gotten to that answer yet? Why the fuck haven't y'all solved this problem yet? It's not because you're not smart enough. It's not because you don't have enough gas in your tank. Because you motherfuckers are... Uh, some of you are making money off this. You're you're motivated. Why haven't you gotten there yet? Because it's a rhetorical question. You're never going to fucking get there. Yep. Never. So my whole deal is, it's like, whatever they're throwing is bullshit. Okay? Yeah. What, what are you doing with the relationships that you're in? How are the relationships 100%. in your family? You know? Do, do your neighbors know that you give a fuck? That's that's where it is. And my the whole thing that you tra- can physically touch, right, Lehman's? Yes, yes. And like it's the 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 best things in life are free. Some of these truth uh, sayings that run through the the end of time, right? <clears throat> so They want you constantly looking in the rabbit holes so that you are not digging into yourselves so that you don't uh, go into the darkness that uh, makes up you to work on your shadow, to uh, to see the light that lives inside of you and to have that experience where you become what you're supposed to be, whatever that is in your definition and your understanding of your creator. Right. They want you looking outside yourself 24 seven. So I asked the three of you, what have you done today 
to fill your spirit with more light. Right. I was, I was outside playing with my kids, playing with play. There we go. There we go. Dude, it, was, it was great. And like, I, I, yeah. I put my phone away, just like we're just out there making, making weird shapes and spaghetti things with Play-Doh. Right. And yeah. to them, that was the world. That was their entire life. You know, they really wanted to, to do that. Just go make a mess, make some stupid little silly things with that and, th- and then go to bed. You know, so Kyle, and, and- your, your child was in the generous present moment. All your child knew was that moment with you. That's yeah. all that truly is. That's all that right. fucking matters. And <clears throat> now I'm not trying to get in the way of anybody's bag. Okay. Because everybody's got to put food on the table. But knowing that, you know, like it kind of behooves you to keep the, the, the rabbit holes going kind of deal, right? Well, yeah, so, I think we expose the, the, uh, the, why conspiracies are a perfect business plan because you just can never get to the end. If someone <laughs> solved everything, then the shows are gone. You know what I mean? Damn right. Damn right. It's a never ending story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, it's a never ending story. Exactly. And, and dude, I mean, to, to your point, I actually do feel fulfillment from this. Now, I don't know if like the anxiety that I've been feeling lately, which Matt, I've talked with you about, like we've both kind of felt like weird and everyone that I fucking talk to, dude, will randomly get like anxiety attacks. And I, I used to get them as a kid, panic attacks and shit. Haven't had them in years, dude, like a decade or more. Um, and now I'm starting to get them all of a sudden and they're brutal, dude. Like they're bad. Like I got to go outside. My heart starts racing. I get lightheaded. And then I go outside and I'm like, good right away. You know what I mean? Um, maybe I do need to connect with nature a little more, but I actually do get like a little bit of an adrenaline rush when I'm finding something new that I'm like gaining new knowledge to me is fucking incredible. You know what I mean? Cause I was such a dumb kid in high school. 100. You're getting that dopamine drip. You might as well be shooting heroin in the blue vein underneath your balls. It feels so good. <laughs> yeah, dude. It does. And like, I, dude, I was a dumb kid in school, man. C and D student. I still have like, you know, uh, nightmares where I, I didn't pass math and I didn't get to walk for graduation. I had to literally clean my teacher's fucking office uh, to get a D, a 69 fucking percent, right? Um, so yeah, it was uh, it was pretty shitty just to be able to get like at, at the barely be able to walk, and uh, I still have nightmares about it because I was fucking dumb, dude. Because I didn't I didn't give a fuck about that, and like when I can when I can share information that some people don't know about, it's a it's a cool feeling. Maybe it's an ego thing. I'm sure it is, honestly. But I mean, dude, it's fucking fun, man. I like it. Um, and I think and I think if you can balance, right? I think it's all about balance too. You know, like just like with anything, anything in. Anything you overindulge in, even if you love it, can cause issues, right? Whether it's whether it's food or, or exercise or drugs, what have you. I think as long as you're able to try to keep somewhat of a balance in life between things, um, I think thing, things work out good. But it, it's hard. I mean, it's a hard balance. Like, you know, we all have we all have our own you know jobs during the day, and we like to do some of the stuff at night. We have other stuff, so it's um. But but yeah, to your point, right? Some of it, you know researching and, and digging in and recording stuff it, it can be you know stressful and stuff sometimes so there's certain things that i've chosen like not to go down like with this whole russia ukraine thing i've, I've just physically told myself i'm not really going to dig into it at all just because um like like we've been saying we just came out of this covid psyop and i'm already over this 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 thing over the past three or four weeks i mean there's just i, I can't tell heads or tails of, of what is really what is really true so so this is one that i'm kind of just putting on the shelf for a little while and kind of trying to 
try to focus on other things just because I know for me personally, when I get over, um, when I put my energy directly in, into something like that, it, it, it can cause issues and in, in more stress and, and anxiety. So I'm like, you know, this specific one, I'm going to try to sit it out, see if that helps me mentally if I focus on some other things, right? Like, you know, exercising my family and spirituality and stuff and, and, and see if that, if that changes things, kind of just like a little experiment to see, uh, to see how, that, how that changes my life, if, if, any, if anything. So Ryan, how old is your podcast? Uh, how long have you been going for? Two years. Matt, how long has you have you been going for? Uh, like eight months. Okay, Kyle. About, about two years. You know, all 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 us millennials started in twenty twenty. Yeah. So I I've, I've kind of in my mind branded you guys as the latest uh, iteration of the podcast uh, conspiracy podcasters, right? And uh, I remember in 2010, there was a certain group that uh, was going strong. And then they, they got faded out for various reasons. And then the mid-2010, 14, 15, 17, there was another group. But then they got their legs chopped off. And now it's uh, y'all's turn to, to come up with it, right? And... Like, literally, none of those guys found any kind of lasting satisfaction. And so, what I, what I hope that you guys do is, like Ryan's doing, secure the bag, make a little cheddar, buy, help yourself long-term with using that money for some good, right? But know that they'll be coming for you, and, you know, your time is limited. Well, yeah, I'm and not that's making why much I respect. Money. That's why I respect the guys like like Darren and and you know at Grimerica, right? Graham, Graham right. and Darren. They they've been doing it for almost a decade now, and they they just I mean you can listen to their catalog for days and not get bored, right? And every and today everything's still fresh, and and they they have a great perspective, and and yeah, like you said, Lehman. Though a lot of people do get, I think they get burnt out from this. You know, you can all, it's heavy yeah. sometimes. Like Kyle said, you get into oh, yeah. this, some of this research and there's some stressful. dark shit. Yeah. yeah. As it, mm -hmm. Even, even if it's interesting to you, right. I, I've, I've been doing some, you know, Ryan, when we did the mind control stuff, right. And I know you did a huge deep dive. It's disturbing shit. Mm -hmm. And you know, it can't be great for your psyche to be looking at this dark shit all the time. Uh, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I, so maybe, like have like a a mixture of you know kind of pace yourself pretty good through like some of the uh you know like the weird phen uh, phenomenon stuff and then mix in some of the spirit cooking <laughs> you know kind of kind of mix it around the go don't go uh, hard in the pain into the the caves underneath la every episode for just for your own longevity yeah, dude, you know, to your point, and then, uh, you know, I'll give my last thought here. Um, there are some people, I think, that it's not their actual personality. It's not a true passion to look into these things. And then once they get roped in and they start having some success, it gets to be a little bit of an obligation. It turns into a job. And then people that preach spirituality um, just don't don't follow through with those things when you talk to them like, you know privately and and things kind of uh you know stem from that we'll just say i don't want to mention names but 
um it, yeah there's people there's people out there that that don't practice what they preach dude and and um i think that you know acting fake on the internet can probably be pretty fucking exhausting dude um that's why i kind of hype up that i am uh, a real big piece of shit i think that it's good <laughs> it's like saying that you're it's like saying to a, a lady that you have a really small wiener you know what i mean because if you say hey you know I, I, it's small but you know I, I know how to use it and they're expecting like a two three incher and then you pull out a nice six and then they're like oh okay i was expecting nothing and then they're like, I can work with this. You know what I mean? It's something like it's that. It's five inches, but it's thick. <laughs> yeah. It's a tuna can. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Well, that's why I say, Ryan, I'm like, I-, I can be an asshole. It just depends on how you are. Yeah. Well, you know yeah. I mean? And I think that that's how everyone is. And that's why I get so turned off when people are overly positive on things. Yeah. Um, and I've experienced it. So, you know, we'll leave it there. Oh, it happens, man. I mean, and, and there's a lot of people out there doing that for the likes right the the follows the the all the hype that comes with it and that's another thing you get into i think some of these people get into these shows and it gets too big and you know it's all fun and games in the beginning then you get to like 20 episodes and you're like shit man i've been doing this for a while now it's work now i gotta i gotta i gotta dedicate myself to it because these people now are expecting it and then they just can't deliver anymore yeah and and lehman you made a good point earlier about you know like the 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 long term, like, like what's the benefit? What's the long lasting, like you buzz from the, that kind of thing. So like, I, I heard a great quotes from like um, a, a, a singer I knew, like he was real popular, like in the nineties. And he's like, you know, I was backstage before we were about to do our show. Like we just, we just, we just released one of our best albums ever. And he's like, he's like, we had all wanted to get up to this moment um, to, to do this tour, this, this sold out stadium. We just kind of had, like, this is like the point, like we made it. So he's like, He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, I felt like I was going to get this rush from it. So when I did the show and it was over and he's like, I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it. Why, why didn't I get it? It's because that it's, it's a, it's not like a tangible thing that you can, that you can attain. It, 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 it becomes like an obsession, right? It becomes like an addiction for, for more and more and more. You can't just say, okay, I, I, I made it here. Okay. We're done. You know, yeah. um, it's a, it, it's something that it was a very, short-lived um adrenaline buzz that 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 faded off whereas there are other his whole point was that there are other things you know that are longer that are that provide you more longer lasting satisfaction yeah some of that fame and fortune and uh, let me go on wax is saying i i i see the future and it is fucking bleak <laughs> all right <laughs> All right, I see families being torn apart. I see people having to make real decisions about whether or not they're going to take something into their body against their will, knowing that it potentially uh, has an internal effect. And uh, I see people having their nuts smashed with boots, and that would be the best day you could have in the situation that we're coming to. So... I don't want anybody to think that I'm all meditation and uh, fucking unicorn farts or anything like that. No, I'm preparing for the mental uh, battle that's to come. And I hope you got something to fall back on. Because <laughs> it's coming, brother. They're not going to fucking stop. They haven't stopped this whole time. They're not stopping. I got guns and then I'm looking more towards God every day, dude. So that's my thing. 
Yeah. The gun, guns ain't going to do shit. <laughs> hey, worst case scenario, I, you fucking. I, I personally. Of, you get yourself out of the situation. You know what I mean? I've, if it's personally, worked, I've personally worked on a system that can take out uh, the majority of your city, much less your your little hovel with the guns. I mean, they can they could kill you. Like, if they wanted us death right at this moment, they could kill us. You are. This machine is could be so efficient if they wanted to unleash it. You're oh, yeah, fooling man. yourself if you think that your fucking years worth of rations are going to do jack shit. <laughs> if they want you, they're going to stomp your fucking ass out. Well, yeah, that's why like you got to be some sort of on some sort of level with like whatever you think created you. If you're atheist, I think that that's the saddest thing of all because you know there's nothing coming after this. You know what I mean? Right. Dude, I'm not afraid to die, dude. That's the whole thing. You can't be afraid I'm, to die. If that's I'm, if that's yeah. a fear, then you're fucked already because you're gonna fucking die. Um, it may be painful. You know, some some cultures love the painful deaths. You know what I mean? Or the the uh, the the uh, virtuous deaths, right? If you're fighting and you die, hey, I, I'd be down to go out like that. I don't want to. I'd rather go in my sleep. But hey, if it happens like that, fuck it. Good deal. You'd rather die on your shield than die on your knees, right? Fuck yeah, dude. That's what they Fuck say. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. And, and you think about that too, like long-term, like, man, I don't want to be one of those people that's curled up in a bed with a bunch of tubes on me. You know, that's not living, you know, you're, you're just existing. And that's, you know, one of the things that, that always bothered me about the way some people's lives end. Cause I, I can't think of more of a torturous way to go out than to be confined to a chair and, you know, just, useless it's sad yeah it's not natural dude yeah it's, it's uh no thank you mm-hmm. with that i think that's a good place to wrap we have uh <laughs> everything no but uh guys again this is this was a blast thank you for joining let's uh go around plug our stuff real quick uh kyle we'll start with you sure um you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at conspiracy underscore Kyle and it's conspiracy with a K. Um, and you can um, check out my page, wrote a book a little bit ago, just wrote the audio book. It's out now. So go check it out. And the book is excellent. My friends, well, I enjoyed you. it. Thank you. Thank you. Definitely enjoyed it. Lehman. I got nothing to sell other than uh, dreams and train smoke. So nice. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> i like that ryan uh, dangerous world products yeah and i am not making much money layman at all uh <laughs> i live in a tiny little home uh so you know i need to get a larger bag to that point but um you know something that kyle was saying I, just as a, a really important thing um it is i think once you reach the ultimate goal of whatever you're going for it's similar to beating a video game right you're done with the video game at that point. And, and then it's not as fun. Level one, when you're reaching, when you're striving to try and get something, those are the funnest parts of that goal. So like Kyle, I'm sure it's very rewarding to have released a book, but it's probably cooler writing the book, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I've I, never I, hate, I hate the promote, like the promotion. Like I feel like such an asshole doing it. You know what I mean? Like, Cause I don't have like, like a lot of people that write books. Like they have companies and stuff that do that kind of stuff. It's like, so it's like, I kind of, it, it's a weird thing. It's like, I want to talk about, but I don't want to just constantly every five seconds be 
be, be, be pushing it, pushing it. But you know, it's, it, it's kind of a part of it. You know, I'm, I'm proud that it's out there and it's done, but it's like, yeah, th- this isn't the fun, right. This is not the, this is not the fun part. Like, like doing infomercial, like making an infomercial. Hey, read this, check out this review. You know, I, I, that's, I don't like that stuff. It'll be fun again when you write like a, a second book, though. You know what I mean? You'll get to go through that same process again. So it's like it's just that ever evolving thing. And that's why I think some people get bitter with like where they're at, even though they have a lot of success. So, um, yeah, dude, that's all that I got to say. You can find me where you want to find me. I'll, all my shit will be in the show notes. I don't want to plug. But um, Matt, <laughs> what about you, dude? Same at uh, at Dangerous World. <laughs> hey, <No>. hey yeah. <laughs> Look at that psychological you operation. No, you thing. can find all my stuff at the Great Deception Podcast. Check out the show notes. You can find it in there. And go check out Kyle's book. I will put a link in the show notes. It is the intergalactic totalitarianism. There you go. Say that one 10 times fast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much once again. Stay strong and question everything.